Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren, who ran into... Marco Rubio. You know, this is just what happens in Washington in the, uh, you know, the inner sanctums of of power. It was the Fox News green room. Uh, it was uh, just, yeah, just by chance I was uh, doing a Fox hit uh, on uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, and I I found out as I was in the green room that, that Marco Rubio was announcing he was running for re-election, and lo and behold, he was there to tape an interview that's that's airing Wednesday night uh, on Fox, and, and so I grabbed him for a couple questions about why he changed his mind. So why did he change his mind? His answer, the official answer of why Marco Rubio is now running after saying so many times that he was not going to run for re-election, uh, even after uh, losing his presidential bid, uh, is that he's, and these are his words, he had to. Um, he said that, you know, Hillary Clinton, if she's elected president, the Senate is where uh, Republicans and conservatives are going to be able to stop her. Uh, it's the best place for them to be able to stop her. And he wants to be a part of that. And if Donald Trump is president, you know, he's expressed his uh, concerns about that presidency happening and uh, and he would want to be a part of the Senate that would hold him accountable. Uh, so, you know, he's sort of matching a lot of the rhetoric that he's had over his uh, political career, certainly over the last six years or so, and saying, this is the time, this is the moment, and I have to step up uh, and do it. But of course, now we all have the context of the presidential election and his sort of wishy-washy support of of Donald Trump, at least vis-a-vis uh, -vis Hillary Clinton. So it's all uh, maybe shorn of its of its nice, you know, soaring rhetoric that it was six years ago. So if I understand what he's saying, Donald Trump says that he's running to, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, you know, watch for an out of control president, whether it's Hillary or Trump. In other words, do we have a Republican running? as a potential block to the Republican president? Yes, and not only that, I'm willing to be a block to one of the people that I'm voting for and encouraging other people to vote for. Um, I mean, it's really kind of a, 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 of a bizarre thing, uh, but it's also kind of a piece of, of, of a piece of the election year, right? I mean, this is an election year where every single rule has been broken, up is down, right is left. And uh, I guess in a weird way, it fits into the logic of 2016 that, of course, in this large, major swing state, the Republican standard bearer is running against both presidential candidates, including the one he supports. I, I think Marco Rubio kind of matches the moment, you know. The American people don't like either of these candidates for president, and neither does he. But let's back up a little bit. He's got this Republican primary, and how's this guy going to do who's been saying again and again, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to run. Now you can say he flip-flopped, he changed his mind. And By the way, I really do believe he's changed his mind. I, I believe that when he was running for president, he had no plans, no matter what, to run for the U.S. Senate. I, I think this has been a change. I don't think he planned on running again. I, th I think he, uh, that's true, but he was also, uh, for the last several weeks, laying the groundwork for making for making this decision. I think uh, everything that he's been doing, whether it's sort of being out front on uh, on research on Zika, uh, addressing the, the Orlando shooting, um, and, and really in many ways sort of uh, making nice with Trump, all seem to be laying the groundwork for, for doing exactly this. In terms of his primary, uh, it's August 30th. He's got uh, basically two other opponents, two real other opponents uh, in the race now because all the rest of them have dropped out either right before or uh, right after his uh, his announcement, including his friend, the lieutenant governor, Carlos Lopez-Quintero, who basically said publicly, and he told me this in an interview uh, a couple weeks ago, that if Rubio did decide to run, he would drop out their friends, their old buddies that worked on the Dole campaign in 96. And uh, and Rubio told me this morning that, that uh, Lopez-Quintero told him 
you should run, I'll drop out. They've all done that. We're just left with uh, a kind of Trumpian-like candidate, uh, a guy, a businessman, a real estate developer from South Florida, sound familiar, um, named Carlos Baruf. Ah, but does Mr. Maroof have his own line of steaks, wines, and water? You know what? He's working on it, Michael. This is uh, it's a process, and he's he hasn't been in the game as long as Trump has. Uh, but no, Baruf is also Cuban American, and uh, is so sort of cornering, trying to corner that part of the Florida electorate in a Republican primary. Uh, but also definitely has a Trumpian uh, way about him. He uh, released a statement this morning, right after uh, uh, Rubio's announcement, saying uh, Rubio is the Washington candidate. So very Trump. So the system is rigged? Exactly, exactly. And no more political correctness. So I know it's too early for any polling, but the conventional wisdom is that Senator Rubio should win the Republican primary fairly easily. That's as solid as any prediction you can make in 2016? Probably. Um, I mean, he's sort of the favorite son. Again, everybody getting out of the race. These are There are two congressmen, uh, the, the lieutenant governor. Look, they're not idiots. They're not sort of, uh, uh, they've done this before in politics. They could see the writing on the wall. The question really comes down to the general election, and it's not just whoever Marco Rubio faces, likely Patrick Murphy, the Democratic congressman. But of course, what's happening on the presidential level between Trump and uh, and Clinton? So we've already seen Marco Rubio lose his home state. Yeah. But how do the polls look for the general for Donald Trump? We've seen some polls showing Trump lagging behind five, six, seven points to Hillary, even polls that have shown him doing well in other swing states like Ohio or Michigan. What are the prospects in November for Donald Trump and, by extension, Marco Rubio? Uh, well, we know that Exactly what you just said, which is that Trump is is struggling there, and and so that's why Rubio's kind of tack of of putting some distance uh, between himself and and Donald Trump sort of makes sense, right? You can get some of these people uh, who don't want to vote for Trump, but you know might be happy voting for Rubio again. Um, look, I mean, <laughs> when when Hillary Clinton is within striking distance in Arizona, uh, when Donald Trump, the Republican uh, nominee, presumptive nominee, is being held below forty percent in Utah. It's one of those things where if that's the case, Florida, you you kind of have to write off for the Republicans and and you kind of have to write it off the the whole election for Donald Trump if if that's the case and if that trend continues. Yeah, it's not encouraging for Republican political geeks like me to get an email that's celebrating the fact that Donald Trump is doing well in Georgia. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry for a Republican to be winning in Georgia. It's like your college student's son calling and saying, Mom, I just aced fifth grade math. He's changing the map, Michael. I don't, he's changing. He's throwing everything up and, and, and it's all falling down in My pieces. My understanding is going to be very competitive in North Korea, Russia and China. So there's that. that there you go. <laughs> Michael Warren, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.